and welcome back to Too Smart For This. I'm so excited because today we have a super special episode of Too Smart For This. We are joined by the real queen of confidence, the amazing, inspiring, and stunning woman behind at No Ordinary Noir, Acheng. If you are someone who wants a boost of confidence, if you need a little bit of inspiration and like a kick after a breakup, and the inspiration and amazing story to be able to take your life into your own hands and make it what you want it to be. Or if you want to hear about how she made a million dollars from content creation last year, you are going to love this episode. I had such an amazing conversation with her. She's truly a light. I think you all will really love and get a lot of value out of this episode. And before we get started with the incredible content she's giving us, I wanted to let you know that our brand new two classic robe is going to be available to shop this week. It is an amazing 100% organic cotton robe and it has our signature items like the attached belt and the adjustable sleeves because why not? And we also created some super fun, special customizable patches and you can choose where on the robe you wanna have them embroidered and they're really cute. They are self-care themed. I think you guys will really like them. So head over to our Instagram at Two Collective to check them out. This robe is, I personally like to use it for post shower, post everything shower behavior. So it has a terry cloth interior. So it feels like an absorbent towel. And the outside is really soft and luxurious. And it has this black trim that makes it look like a super expensive, lovely hotel robe. So if you want to add a little bit of luxury to your self-care routine at home, this is the perfect thing to do so. So I highly recommend, obviously, because I created it. I spent over a year making this product and perfecting it. So I'm going to do a whole episode probably on the process of building, you know, the business and everything like that. But especially for my Too Smart For This girlies, I think you will really love it. You've been begging for a terry cloth robe for a long time. So go get it now, girls, and use the code PODCAST15 for 15% off your order. Let's jump into this episode. I'm really excited to share it with you guys, and I hope you get some value out of it. If you do, make sure to DM me on Instagram your thoughts, and let's jump into my conversation. Welcome to the show. It's so nice to meet you. Thank you so much for having me here. Oh, I'm like course. so excited. Of course. I'm excited to talk to you. I feel like you're the perfect fit for what we talk about on here, so I'm ready. Yeah. Love to see it. Love to do see it. it. Awesome. So let's get started with some rapid fire questions. Okay. Do you know your big three in astrology? I do. Okay, what are they? So I'm a Scorpio. Mm -hmm. My moon is Sagittarius. Love. And then my rising is Taurus. Oh, okay, period. It's giving a little confidence, a little chaos, a little madness, Mm -hmm. a little... All of it. Power. (laughs) Precisely. Yes. (laughs) Love to see it. That's the best. Okay, where is your hometown and where do you live now? Okay, I was born and raised in Kisumu, Kenya, which is a... Beautiful, quaint city um, right on Lake Victoria. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I reside in downtown Brooklyn. Yes. I love it. Yeah, I love it too. Yeah, I'm glad we're neighbors. Mm-hmm. I love Kenya. Have, Have you, you been, been back recently? My boyfriend's from Rwanda, so we go over there every okay. year for Christmas. Okay, yeah. you have to stop by. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was there for like, I did, did like a four-month hiatus. I just yeah. got back in April. Oh so, my God, yay. So yeah. I needed to go back and just like feel the sun, mm-hmm. like get babied and spoiled by my parents and then come back to like real life. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Okay, what is your most important self-care practice? 
walking. Because mm. I love having my body in motion because especially as women, we like store so much trauma in our hips and in our shoulders. Mm-hmm. And so having myself in motion is something that I love. And then I just like exploring the outside. And like I recently moved to um, New York and I want to explore Brooklyn beyond just like going out with my friends. Yeah. And so I have like bad bitch walks that I take. Love that. Where do you walk in? Where's your favorite area in Brooklyn? I like oh the God. Brooklyn Bridge Park. I do that. Often. I like that a lot. Yeah. But Prospect Park is really gorgeous Always as well. the best. Yeah. Yes. And it's cute and it's nice and the men are beautiful and like, why not? <laughs> you know? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, what is your favorite designer brand? We're, we're material girls on this show. Well, I'm a material so, girl. Yes. Okay. Um, I would say... Brandon Blackwood. Oh, yeah. I'm really just obsessed with how he's growing and mm-hmm. how he went from like bags, which I'm obsessed with and I have so many of his yes. trunks, to now just being more of a lifestyle. He, you know, has bathing suits. He has jackets. He has shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, he dressed Beyonce. I saw. I, know. I saw. And it was beautiful. And I think he's fabulous and I'm obsessed with him and his growth and I love the brand. Yeah. So I would say Brandon Blackwood. It's the best. And I really like that too. Up and coming. And the way that he's branded social media, it's like it's a luxury brand, but it also feels like an accessible like yes. conversation. Yeah, it's a really big inspiration for me. I love and it. Yeah, that's what, that's something that I love that he's done. It's like it feels accessible. I can touch it. Like Beyonce wore it. Yeah, but you know I can also have it in my closet. Literally, you know? and I, I almost that. cried when I saw Beyonce wore it. I was so happy for him. Are you gonna see Beyonce? I already did. Yes, girl. I saw her in um, London. Yeah. I, oh I, it was life-changing. Best day of my life. Like, oh she, it was a religious experience. I'm, I'm going to see her in July. Yeah. After that, if you don't see me outside, it's because I need time to myself. Absolutely. Thank Absolutely. You. And I just, I can't with her. Like, <laughs> it's that? so good. Queen. Yeah, Queen star. shit. Love it. Okay, do you have a favorite skincare brand? I is do. It, yeah. Ulla Henriksen. Yes. Okay. I'm obsessed. Because your okay. skin is incredible. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't yeah. know if I can give pride. Mm, yes. But this is my favorite right now. It's a lip product. It's giving juicy. It's giving plump. It's it's for the girls who like some gloss, but treatment mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. But Ulla Henriksen is a pro, is a brand that creates products that are not just marketing. Yeah. They, they have a backing. They have a story. They have science. And like... You, when you see me looking this beautiful, you know I'm using Ollie Henriksen, and that's all the time. So, yes, yeah. lovely. Can you tell me about your glasses, too? Because oh I love God. them. Amazon. Okay. Okay. I, should have, I should have said Marnie, but no. <laughs> I would Am- believe you. I know. Amazon. That's the, the girls need to be serious about yes, Amazon. they do. They do. 100%. 100%. Okay, final thing is favorite place you've ever traveled. I'm biased and I want to say Kenya, but I also mm. live there. We'll leave, we'll leave Kenya, we'll as, like Kenya a, as a... We know. Always. Mm-hmm. I would say Bali. So I actually did like an eat, pray, love moment. I like, this boy broke my heart. Oh, no. Oh, Lord. Disrespectful. Disrespectful. And so I just felt like I needed to do something. And this is also when I started my, my like, brand. Yeah. But I did a two-week trip to Bali. Yeah. It was so beautiful. And, and it felt healing. And it felt fresh. And... It seems like it meant something it, it to meant you. It meant something. I yeah. like. I still have like a, my journals from them, and I read them now. And I'm like, girl, you were crazy. But also, like, it's beautiful that you did that. But I would say Bali, and okay. I really want to go back to. Lovely. Yeah. It's on my list to visit, and so it's good to hear that you loved it Girl's so much. Trip. Yes, I love it. All the way. <laughs> Let's go. Okay, so I think a lot of people probably ask you, like, how do you stay so confident? How did you get so confident? But sometimes I feel like it's kind of like a backhanded. 
question. Um, so I want to know from you, what was your biggest insecurity that you've overcome? Oh, I think I just never felt enough. And I, I come from a, a community and a space where I like, I had to overexcel, mm -hmm. you know, and even if I did the most and the best, it felt, you know, my family was still like, what more? Mm -hmm. You need something else. And so the fact that I just didn't get that validation from like people who are in my corner and my society also telling me like, you need to be this way, you need to be like this to be, you know, so much woman and all these things. And I just felt like I would get there and then the goalposts would be moved. And I'm like, but I've done this. Yeah. So like, is my, this not enough? Yeah. And I, it's taken time and still sometimes I dip in and out of it. We're all human. But yeah. getting over the fact that I am worthy, you know, I'm that girl, I'm, I'm powerful, I'm magical, I'm literally the very essence of the world, you know, like, and I think it, it had to get to a point where I was like, faking it till I make it, because yeah. nobody was telling me that, I couldn't find it in the space where I was like, I need it, I also now on, um, with like looking for representation and all those things, like there was no women who like really looked like me and talked like me and had the same background. So you were faking until you made it. How did you decide, like, okay, this is what I'm going to do? Like, was there, like, a moment where you were like, I am tired of this. I'm just going to act like it and see what happens. It was the breakup. Yeah, it was the breakup. Okay. And, you know, I talk to my friends about this all the time. And I feel like, especially for women, something traumatic has to happen for you to realize, wait, I need to start living my life for me. Mm -hmm. You know? And, I, and that's what happened to me. But I feel like I just want women to be like, girl, it's today. Yes. Okay. Yes. This man doesn't have to break your heart. You don't have to lose your job. You don't have to do all these things. You don't have to fall sick. It's just, you just have to do it. Mm -hmm. And so for me, this man took out my heart, threw it, put it in a meat grinder, stepped on it, ate it, gave it back to me, said, good luck with life. And I was so devastated. Oh Lord. I remember I didn't like eat, like I was just surviving on water and dried mangoes for like a week. And I remember my roommate came into my room and I was literally shaking. And she was like, girl, mm -hmm. like, be serious. And I ended up going to hospital and the doctor was saying, like, if you came any later than this, your body, like, your bodily systems would have, like, started shutting down. Like, you don't have food in your system. You don't have any water. Like, like take care of yourself. And I think it got to that point where I was, like, almost at the brink of losing myself that I had to be like, yo, I need to do something. Yeah. I, I need to wake up. You know, you live every day, you die once, and you're on this earth for a reason, and you're special and perfect just the way you are. Start learning that. And it was hard for me because there was a really broken part of me, but realizing there was, there was a higher version of me that I really wanted to get to, and there was a healed version, and there was a happier version. And so it just took me like actually visualizing that woman and any time I felt like I couldn't do it, mm -hmm. and any time when I felt like I needed to show up but I wasn't, I, I wasn't capable of doing that, I'll just tap in. I'd be like, girl, it's your turn. Mm -hmm. Because this version of me is just going to chill, but I need the confident version of me or the, the happy version of me to just take over right now mm -hmm. so I can do things because life has to continue. It does. Oh, my goodness. That's beautiful. How old were you when this breakup happened? 19. Oh my goodness. 20. Wow. Yeah. So it's good that you discovered it early, but I'm sure it was just devastating. It was I thought my life was going to be over. Oh, I was like, yeah. <laughs> I can't live with 
without you. And I'm like, girl, get yourself together. (laughs) And you made it. So I like that idea of having your higher self that you can tap into whenever you need, because Mm -hmm. that I think a lot of us forget that all the answers are within us Mm -hmm. and that we have it. And if we need it, Mm -hmm. but it's hard to remember that. So you said you, you choose yourself every day. What are little ways that you do that? Um, I think like affirming myself, whether it's like looking in the mirror and being like, you're enough, yeah. you're beautiful, you're worthy, you deserve these things, to like doing small things for myself, like yeah, my hot girl walks, mm. or treating myself to something nice, like it doesn't have to be extravagant, I love like simple nice things, like satin sheets. Oh, satin uh, sheets, I love that. I love, mm-hmm. or buying myself flowers, mm-hmm. or taking myself on a date, you know, just reminding myself that I'm the priority, that I'm the number one in my life, regardless of who else is there and regardless of anything that's going on. At the end of the day, I've got me. Yeah. And not saying like, I'm like isolating myself. I'm like, it's just me and all these things. It's like, no, like knowing that you still have community and people who love you and support you, but also supporting yourself and being your own best friend because it has taught me to really love myself in a way that I haven't felt love before. Do you journal or do meditations or anything like that? Or is this sort of like an internal dialogue? I journal. Like, I think my head is like too chaotic for me to sit. I've tried so hard and like just to sit quiet and be with myself. Like, I think I just love too much vibrance and movement and joy and chaos in my life that Mm -hmm. just silence is not working for me. But I love journaling because I also want to like look back like a year from now or even a day from now and be like, oh, that's how I felt yesterday. That's something I'm experiencing and this is who I am today. I've also felt like journaling has helped me as someone with a chaotic mind as well. (laughs) And it has to be done. And it's like life changing. So for the girls who are still not getting that pen and paper down. Do it right now. Exactly. Right now. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned you had started your brand. When did you start your brand and how did that all come about? So I started Ordinary Noir as a blog Mm -hmm. in 2017. And I was like blogging every week, telling the girls, this is where you go, need to go eat. Mm-hmm. This is the, what you need to be, you know, this is the perfume. This is the looks. This is the vibes for the, for the season. And so I was doing that every week and I loved that so much. But then at that point, like Instagram was also starting out mm-hmm. and girls were like really posting on. Mm-hmm. And my friends were like, just take what you do on your blog and put it on Instagram so that you can like find a larger community. Mm -hmm. And so I started doing that then and was actively doing that until 2019, which is when I was in grad school. And I was like finding it like like a little hard to balance both. And at that point I also had to decide, am I gonna be a corporate baddie or Mm -hmm. am I going to like try and take this seriously? Then the pandemic happened, so everybody was at home. Mm -hmm. And so then I was like, listen, I'm just gonna start posting Mm -hmm. and at that point, I was also like, you know, starting to like actively go to therapy and, you know, actually like take time for myself and do all these things. And so I decided to just like share that with my audience, whether it was like what I learned in therapy or dancing on my stories or like a hepic video because that's what I needed to listen to that day. And that's kind of just how it took off. Lovely. So mm-hmm. in, it was in the pandemic, you feel like you took off the mm-hmm. most? Okay. Yes. And I feel like on TikTok as well, how do you feel about TikTok? I love TikTok. Yeah. I was terrified of TikTok because mm-hmm. I just felt like it could end up on any part of the world. Oh, yes. Any part of the internet. And I was so afraid. Like one time I had posted 
like a brand deal and like it was right after like the Jada and Will Smith thing. Oh my god, that was crazy. That was crazy. Like that video went so viral oh. because of that. Oh my god. And I was like, I can't. <laughs> yeah. I can't. Do you ever get like a no do you like hate comments? Do they bother yeah. you? They used to mm. a lot. Yeah. Like I could get a thousand great comments and one negative comment and it's it's over for me. Yeah. It's over for me. Really? But then I was like, oh, I can't use my energy for this. I can't use my energy for this because if you took time out of your day to come onto my sexy internet, my tantalizing sexy part of the internet, to tell me, oh, put, tuck your stomach in, you'll never get a husband because you're, you're, you're fat, and all these things. I was like, girl. Really? 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 Like, like I, I got to a point where I was like, I want the insults to be better. Like, tell me something better than, like, you'll never find a husband because you're fat. Like, don't, like, tell me. Don't, don't treat me to a good time. Come on. Come yes, on. You know, like, on. give me something fresh. Tell yeah. me my nail type will cancel on me the day I have an important <gasps> event. Yeah. It's over for me. It got to a point where it was like, it was too much. I was putting too much energy to it. So I was like, I just need to, like, honey, I'm going to read you on the internet because you came to my, my mm-hmm. side. Or I'm going to block you and I'm going to prosper. And I love that. Yeah. I feel you. I think at some point it got to me where someone said, you're just so ugly. And I was like, come on, let's do better than <laughs> like, this. Like, like not you're just I, so not ugly. Like, ugly. I don't know where you're seeing these Girl, things. So uh, it's crazy, but you're right. Like putting energy towards negativity, it doesn't, it doesn't serve anybody. It doesn't serve and anyone. You're prospering, that's for sure. So I feel you. When you think of yourself as a content creator, do you put yourself in any sort of like box or what is like your favorite type of content to create? Um, I don't think I put myself in any kind of box. Mm-hmm. And I think at first I used to be like, I need a niche. I yeah. need a niche. But I just love it all. Mm-hmm. Like, give me the fashion, I'll do it. Give me the lifestyle, give me the travel, give me the beauty, the makeup, everything. I don't think, like, I fit into one specific box. Mm-hmm. But I think I love making videos way more than, like, posing for a picture. Yeah. Like, I want the girls to feel something. I want them to, like, be <sighs> motivated, inspired. Mm-hmm. I want them to feel the energy, like, through the screen. And, like, in a lot of my videos, I'm always doing this. And they're like, girl, yes, pull yes. me in. And, like, that's the kind of content I love. How did you get comfortable sharing your personality online? I was just tired of hiding it. Yeah. I was just tired of hiding it. And also, like, I was only sharing it with, like, my family and friends. And I was like, oh, there's, like, billions of people in this world and they'll never get to experience me. <laughs> that's so sad. That's so sad. Let's <laughs> put it on the internet. Yes. And so I was just, like... So okay with that. And mm-hmm. I think during the pandemic when I was just getting like people reaching out to me like, I'm so glad you talked about that because I needed to hear that today. Mm-hmm. Or I'm glad you danced on your stories today because I needed some kind of joy. Mm-hmm. And when I was getting more like comments like that, I was like, this is what I'm supposed to do. Because I was also like looking for something beyond myself totally. in terms of like work and a career. Like there's so much I can do as a like, as a business analyst, which is what I was doing before. Like, okay. there's only so much I can do with that. Mm-hmm. And I, I really wanted to connect with people. I wanted to make people feel something. And so... And that's and then that's how you're doing it, which is amazing. So what did you go to school and then grad school for? Was it business? Um, yeah. So my undergrad, I did public relations in Spanish. And I was, like, not really sure what to do with that. Mm-hmm. I was, like, really into, like, events and stuff. And I was, like, oh, maybe I should do PR. And yeah. that'd be cute and fun. And then in grad school, I did international marketing and business analytics because I was like, I'm trying to go where the money resides. I'm so glad I did because I, I don't even know what I would be doing. Totally. Listen, yeah. I would be in there watching TikToks 20% yep. 365. <laughs> I couldn't do it. And so 
those are the two things I did. Um, they definitely helped me out in like the kind of work I do with um, analytics for my page or marketing on how to market and monetize my page to brands and all that. So I feel like you, so it's only been like a couple of years of having this as like a full-time career. Mm-hmm. So what's been like the hardest thing to learn and then like your biggest like accomplishment that made you like so happy? And it doesn't have to be the biggest name, but like mm-hmm. the thing that felt most fulfilling to you. The hardest thing is that not everybody wants the the best for you. Mm, that's real. Yeah, it's hard to recognize. It's hard too. to recognize. Yeah. Like regardless of how many amazing things you're doing and how your impact is in a community, to the world, or whatever. Like not everybody has their best interest mm-hmm. in mind, uh, your best interest in mind, and that's kind of hard. And it comes from the people who are your closest people. It, it comes from brands even. And like that's just like so hard because I'm just out here trying to uh, to connect with people and make a bag, you yes, know, and, exactly. and be happy, you yes. know. And so that's just like really hard. And and I feel like also the industry is just like so saturated with that sometimes. But there's beautiful parts of it too. Yeah, like sure. connecting with people, like we connected. Yes, today. which is wonderful. <laughs> um, Absolutely. And ooh, the biggest accomplishment, as in, I feel like I don't want to talk about money too much. Mm-hmm. But I went full-time in 2021, okay. fall of 2021. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, really terrified. And my parents were also really afraid because it was, like, actually, the internet is just, it, it's finicky. Yes. It, Instagram can go down and, like, dang, I don't have a job. Yeah. You know? As in, like, what, like they were, like, afraid of, like, how are you going to take care of yourself? Totally. And I feel like I put my head, shoulders, knees, and toes into my work last year and into my brand and to making sure... I'm not only like serving my community, but also like connecting with brands that like align with my like my my value and norms, mm. like who I am, who I am as brand. I'm have come from a place of lacking mm. and scarcity. And it just meant so much to me, especially just as a black African woman, as an immigrant in this country, that I'm able to even do that. Like it's incredible. And I mean, for anyone to do it is a, is a crazy thing. But then for you to do it as an immigrant and as a woman and as a black woman and as an African woman puts it on a whole nother level. You know what I mean? It's like, so we forget so much that we have to rec- recognize our wins because they are so much bigger sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I'm so happy to hear that. And I love seeing the girls, especially the black girls, because the black girls weren't making a million. <laughs> They weren't doing that like no. until very recently. So it's such a big deal that you're there. And I just want to like give you your flowers for a minute. So congratulations. Thank I love to you. see it. Um, and where, I guess, the scarcity mindset and then you get into at this place where you're in abundance. Was that yeah. a tough like jump for you? Did you yeah, struggle? So much. Mm-hmm. And I, I think things were happening so much. I wasn't processing anything. Oh, yeah. I went from like, you know, living in my host parents house in Boston to like moving to my dream apartment in New York. Wow. And and then just there was so much abundance. I was just like, didn't know how to process it. And then also like learning like financial literacy. Mm-hmm. That was hard for me because I was in a space like before where it was like, I'm leaving paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I need to do this and this and that. I can't do this this month because I need to save this for next month. And like, you know, trying to take care of myself solely without the help of my parents. Mm-hmm. To now, it was like, girl, you can do this, you can do that, you can be here, you can travel the world, you can support people in your life who need support. Like, 
it was kind of hard to do that and also understand like, girl, you gotta save. Mm-hmm. You don't always have to and buy a new invest. Bag, yeah, okay? that's you a tough one. You gotta invest. You gotta think about the future. Mm-hmm. What is the future you wanna have? You know, yeah. let's talk about generational wealth now. Mm-hmm. You know, like moving yourself to a place where you're not only enriching yourself but your community, and that's what I really wanna do. I wanna give back to my community and like, especially like in Kenya, like the girls there, the the women there are just so amazing and powerful and so innovative and creative and like how can I give into those spaces with my own resources so it's weird and I'm still learning it and I'm glad I have a great team that is able to be like let's be let's come together let's check this let's do this like yeah absolutely and I do think it's important to have those good people around you who are there supporting you how do you recognize when someone is there for for you because I know you said you struggle with some people not being there for you you know I had been so independent for myself. I moved to the U.S. when I was 16, like, wow, without my my family, and had had to learn to take care of myself. And I was like, I wasn't necessarily alone. Like, there was people around me, but I was alone Mm. for so long. And I felt like I could, whatever problem I had, I can fix it. I don't need to ask for help. Whatever this is, I can do it. Whatever work is there, I will do it. Like, I just was so hyper-independent. And I feel like that's, like, a big thing, especially for black women. Like, they just think, like, girl, I'm powerful. I can do this or whatever. Like, independent black women, like, they need to stop that narrative. And that's kind of how I was feeling. And so it was hard for me to, like, step out and, like, now start asking people for. When I started doing this, I thought I could do it all. I'm creating the the content, I'm sending it to the brand, I'm chasing an invoice, I'm signing a contract, I'm, I'm trying to get myself to events, I'm, I'm planning my finances. So I thought I could do all these things by myself and I can't. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to delegate. It's okay to ask for help. And I feel like my team has been like so good about it. And I think it's it's easy to like be like just somebody who's not genuine. Mm-hmm. I, you can just feel it. Yes. You can just feel it. And like, I feel like I can judge. I'm a good judge of character and can just tell when somebody's not there for the right reasons. And at first it was hard. At first it was hurt because I was like, hey, I just love you all and let's do all these things amazingly yeah. together. And like not everybody wants that. And yeah. that's fine, but it's also okay to step away. Exactly, which is important. Absolutely. Yes. What, and you can't get to that seven figures without help, mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what some people... Like, even myself in the beginning, it's, like, tough because they're, like, oh, I don't want to give a percentage of things away. But it's, like, at the end of the day, you can't grow without, you know, support and delegation and mm-hmm. stuff like that, which is important. So do you have, like, an assistant or something like that? Or do you just – you're just creating the content and doing your thing? I'm creating the content and doing my thing. thing about an assistant mm-hmm. is that you can't have your friend or family. Yes. And you have to make sure you're not hiring a fan. Oh, yes. And oh, yes. It's, I've learned the hard way, girl. <laughs> like, yeah. one of my friends is a fabulous New York influencer. Love her. Mm-hmm. But, like, she, like, her assistant was, like, taking her PR and, like, creating content with it, like, taking her clothes what? and, like, posting and going to events and acting like she was invited and all these things. Like, like learning every ounce of this woman. No. Like, literally wanting to be her and have her, like, job. Like, she would, 
like a brand would reach out to her and she'd be like, oh my God, awesome, well, I'm going to send this to so-and-so so they can sign it. And then she would reach out for herself. Oh my goodness. And I was just like, that is chaotic. I couldn't do that. You know, I couldn't do that. And so like, I think it's, it's the teeter-totter. Like, like, you have to hire somebody who's like ready. Like, this is your job. Yeah. Even though you're going to spend all our time together and all that mm. stuff, like we're working. And, and I, I feel like I'm not ready to give that yeah. side of myself yet to other people like I'm I'm, mm-hmm. I'm chilling I'm good with creating content and posting and grabbing my laundry and good. doing all the things I need to do oh my goodness that's a funny story mm-hmm. wow so what advice would you give to people who want to be in this industry do it okay period yeah. do it I think people feel like there's not at all these not enough space because not 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 enough space because it's already so saturated. Mm-hmm. There's so many beauty influencers. There's so many makeup influencers and all these things. And people feel like oh, I don't know if I'm unique enough to be in there mm-hmm. or like oh, somebody else is already doing it. Yeah, somebody else is already doing it. But like it's you. You're unique. Like there's this story that I talk to my friends about all the time. If you walk into a grocery store, go to the water aisle where they sell all the waters, mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a it's a whole row. Of water, Fiji, Voss, Avian, all these things. Like, there's so much water, and it's selling. Yeah, water, just water. I can, you know, in in most places and in most countries, you can get from a tap. Yeah. People are selling it bottled, and people are buying it. Yeah. If there's enough space for there to be hundreds of thousands of water brands, why isn't there enough space for you to be in this industry and do what you gotta do? Exactly. Sometimes you know? we use it as an as, as, as an excuse. excuse to not be what we're meant to be. Start today. You don't need the fancy camera. Girl, even on the flip phone, give me a, a, a vlog. Give me the Nokia Give vlogs. me the Nokia vlog. We need to see it. <laughs> we like need it. to see it right here, right now. Oh my God. I love that. Yes. I agree. I do think that just getting started, because we're always in our own ways. Mm-hmm. I feel like I said I wouldn't start a podcast until I had like 10,000 followers. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, well, I wanted to do it, so I'm just going to do it. You know what I mean? It has to be done like that sometimes. Well, I want to know from you, inspire lots of people, obviously. Like, being able to build this massive brand means that you have a huge impact. But who inspires you? Like, whether it's another influencer or someone in your life or a celebrity, like, who do you look up to and you're like, they're giving me the strength to do it today? Oh, my parents. Oh, yeah. My parents. I have the best parents. Mm -hmm. They're fabulous. They gave birth to me. I think my parents, from the get-go, have always wanted something bigger for themselves and for us. The way they have moved in their lives from when they had nothing, absolutely nothing to who they are today, is inspiring for me. My parents could have let both me and my brother stay in Kenya and go to Kenyan universities and would have lived our life and all those things. But my parents went out of their way to take us to international schools. They went out of their way to send us overseas. They went out of their way to make sure that we had the best lives. Yeah. And their stories, their power, the way they continue to live in the world, the way they continue to help people in their community. Like my dad, an educator, mm-hmm. retired now living his best life. But like he's like taking so many children in the community to school, mm-hmm. to university. My mom is a chef. And so she's bringing a lot of like people who are like, hey, do you want to learn how to be in culinary school? Do you want to do this? Like, let me help you. And I think that energy that they've always had in the home, it's just like, seeped into me till this day Mm -hmm. and so i'd say my parents absolutely and i think that 
I'm seeing from just how you're talking about them and you keep saying serving your community. And I think a lot of people don't put that as the forefront of when they're building like a brand, but it sounds like your family is doing that and it's sort of ingrained in you mm -hmm. to be focused on what you can serve. And I think that's probably a big reason for your success. Would you agree? I would say yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think my whole family has kind of been like that. Like we're just always wanting to help people. Mm -hmm. And my grandparents did it. My parents' generation is doing it. Our generation is doing it. And I think I can't just eat on my own. Mm. You know? 100%. Like, we all got to eat. We all have to, to be somewhere. And, like, if I'm not doing that, like, then what am I doing, you know? Mm. Who am I doing this for? I, like, I know I'm doing it for myself and I love what I do. But then, like, there has to be something bigger. Absolutely. You know? And there always is, you know? Yeah. Then, but it takes believing in yourself to really get there. Is yeah. so important. Oh, I love to see it. Okay, I kind of <laughs> want to switch gears mm -hmm. to a little more like tangible things for the girls, like the skincare, the beauty, the fashion. Because I like to say that the podcast is for the smart and superficial girls because we love okay. the material moment. I love it. So we've talked a little about your skincare already, which is your fave. So how do you take care of yourself in other ways? Like what, like any body care faves, stuff um, like that, perfumes? Oh, girl, body care faves. Mm. I'm obsessed with the Osea oil. You're the third person I've had on the show this week to say that. Listen, yeah. it is amazing. It is delicious. I like, I feel like, especially in the summer, I love a glow. Mm. I love a glow, but I'm not going to do like a body glitter. No. You no. know, no, maybe sometimes, yeah. but like not every day. And I love a good oil. And it's an oil that like absorbs so perfectly into your skin. So when you wear your clothes after that, it's not staining stuff. Okay, good. It just looks good. You're shiny the whole day. You're hydrated. It doesn't have you. It's like not like a dry oil. It's like a moisturizing oil. Okay, I love Obsessed. that. Obsessed. Okay. And they also have a dry brush. The girls need to start dry brushing. They do. 100%. Okay. Please. Mm -hmm. Get yourself a dry brush. <laughs> dry brush yourself. Go into the shower. Come back and slather yourself in some Osea. Um, fragrance. Ugh. Marc Jacobs. Yeah. Perfect eau de perfume. Okay. Your fave? Gorgeous. You smell like shmoney. Okay? <laughs> like, if you're ever in New York and you smell something sexy, it's me. Okay? Marc Jacobs, fabulous. Or I would also say... Like something that is affordable and cute and fun mm -hmm. is the Sheriosa 62 oh. from um, Sol de Janeiro. Okay, period. Good to know. I haven't heard that one before. Oh! Yes. She's Listen, giving us something new. We're sending her the package immediately. Okay. I'm ready. Okay, that's amazing. Good to you. hear. Okay, so then when it comes to like hanging out in New York City, it's a hot girl summer, obviously. <laughs> so I'd love to know where are you going? What are you doing? How are you prepping for hot girl summer? Um. So I'm a, I'm a soul house girly, okay? As am I. Period. Yes. Okay. So Dumbo House, I'm loving it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Meet yourself a little celebrity boyfriend. Yes, you might. <laughs> You might, you, might, yeah. you just might get a nice <laughs> yeah. spicy mark on the rooftop. Mm -hmm. Obsessed with that. Um, the best place to eat, like just delicious food. It's in Greenpoint. It's called Rule of Thirds. Rule of Thirds. All it's right. So perfect. Mm -hmm. They have the most delicious souffle pancake on Sunday, 10:30 to 3 p.m. Be there, be square. Yes, ma'am. I'm there. Um, and then. You know, for the girls who want to go outside, I feel like I love a good day party. Me too. So everyday people is here. I'm going. Oh. Yes. Oh no! Yeah, listen, it's, it's 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 fun. It's good music. It's good energy. It's fashion. It's community. Mm. Yeah. Be at everyday people. I'll see you all there. 
Yep, absolutely. We yeah. absolutely will. Yeah. I love that. I feel like the I'm, I feel like this is like this summer has different energy, mm-hmm. you know, than the previous summers. It's, it's not, I feel like it's a personal. Mm. It's like a personal summer. It's heavy on 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 the taking care of myself. It's heavy on the power. It's heavy on the clear skin and clear checks. It's yes. personal. Yes. Speaking of taking care of yourself. Um, this podcast is all about taking care of yourself and self-care, et cetera. So for you, what is like the most important way for you to do that? I think you said walking a little bit earlier, but like, I feel like you embody self-care in a lot of ways. <laughs> so when it's summer and you're being pulled in lots of different directions and you've got all these brands, you just want everything for you. <laughs> what do you do to stay grounded? Space. <sighs> I love space. And whether that is... A cute little getaway. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Hamptons isn't far. A little sure staycation. But space is so important mm-hmm. for me. Because I can easily overwork myself. I can easily say yes to everything and be like, okay, fine, I'll sleep here. I'll take a nap here, but I'll go to this event and this. and I'll do. It's so easy for me to do that. Mm-hmm. And I hate burnout. It's yeah. not cute. It's not sexy. Doesn't. It's like very out of season. Yes. No we're done. more burnout. Done with it. And so space is like really important for me. Mm-hmm. Whether I'm just taking time away from social media and like deleting it off my my you know my phone for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Space. Whether it's taking a little cute staycation, a little cute quaint boutique hotel. Space. Love. Whether it's just taking an afternoon to lay down to be in my space to clean whatever space. I love that. Yeah. Do you have a favorite boutique hotel? <gasps> oh, honey, the Williamsburg. Oh, really? The Williamsburg okay. Hotel. Oh, love. Cute, gorgeous. It has, it's this, they have this like blue color that I love. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if I was a color that wasn't gold, <laughs> which is my favorite color, I'd be that color. Okay. But you'll have to go there. It's gorgeous. It's nice. They have an amazing rooftop mm-hmm. as well. Because it's rooftop season. Yes, it's rooftop season. Yeah. They have an amazing rooftop with an amazing view of, of um, the city and Brooklyn. Yeah. And yes. Okay. Love it. I love a tangible tip. So thank yes. you. Yes. Okay, so we're nearing the end of our time together. So I'd love to ask you a few things that I like to ask all of our guests. And one of those is, what is a big resource that's helped you in your life? It could be a book, a podcast, a quote, or something like that, that you'd want to share that you think can help others, too. Oh, my God. Oh, she's got something. She's got it. Okay. Um, A quote that I love to use. This is a quote by Michaela Cole, who is a fabulous actress, magical just beautiful cheekbones obsessed Mm. with her and she says visibility these days seems to somehow equate to success do not be afraid to disappear from it from us for a while and see what comes to you in the silence i love that and i think especially in a culture where it's so hustle we, the grind don't stop. Mm-hmm. Stack the whatever. Well, like it's it's like you have to do this. You have to be visible to be success. You have to be like this to be successful. You have to be here and all these things, especially with social media, where you see somebody is living their life here and doing this, and you're like, why am I not doing that? Mm-hmm. You don't have to be visible to be successful. One, two. It's okay to step away from life from the stress of it all, from people, from yourself. Mm-hmm. 
and find whatever you find in that silence. I hope it speaks to you in a way that like awakens something beautiful within yourself. But it's okay to take space, which is my whole thing. I feel like I haven't space. heard that said mm-hmm. recently. And I think I definitely fall in that trap of like, you need to be visible, to be, you need to be all these things to be successful. So I think that will really resonate with the audience. So thank you for sharing. And it sounds like yeah, you, you said you spent time in Kenya and everything, which is good. So I'm, is there anything that came to you in that silence that oh is my really God. helpful? It was so healing because honestly, at the end of last year, I was so tired and so broken mm-hmm. <laughs> from a lot of things that were happening in my life then. And I just needed to get away, especially. I just felt like I was like stuck in the U.S. Mm-hmm. I needed to go somewhere that has always been healing for me, and that's home. I think in this space, I was like really connecting a lot with my parents because I don't see them that often. Mm-hmm. I had been back in Kenya for like five years. I think intentionality is something that came to me in that time. Intentionality and community is something that's... These are my words for this year. Yeah, intention was my word for the year, too. Ah, yes, yes, twins. <laughs> I love it, yeah. But, like, yeah, it just... It, you know, like, I recently lost my host mother, who was my American mother here. I'm so sorry to hear that. Um, and last year, she had been like, come see me, come visit me, and all these things. And I was like, yeah, yeah, but, like, I would get a brand deal, and I'd be like, I can't. Mm-hmm. I'd get a brand trip, and I'd be like, I can't. i got to do this, all these things, and, like... I really was focused on work, which I'm glad I did as well. When I went back there like last week, like I think it was like a week and a half ago, and the only thing that mattered was the people there. Yeah. It was community. Mm-hmm. And it was an intentional space for us to all be there. Because that brand deal didn't do anything for me. Mm-mm. You know? Yeah. That revenue goal that I hit didn't do anything for me then. It was just pure raw emotion and pain and grief. And the only thing that made that whole situation better was community, an intentional community. And that's how I'm choosing to live the rest of my year and the rest of my life because that's what matters at the end of the day. And I think grief and losing someone will always bring out what's most important. So I think that resonates and I hope it's a good reminder for everyone. Yeah. Okay, the final question I like to ask everyone is finish this sentence with something that you want young people to know. You are too smart for men. Oh, my God. We didn't get to dating. Oh, my God. I had a question. <laughs> no worries. Yes. Men. The thing is that the men will come. Mm. They will always be there. Yeah. And they will come. So in your early, like, 20s, choose you. Okay? Go on a few cute dates. Kiss a little boy here and there. Whatever. Kiss yes. who you want, by the way. <laughs> okay? Yeah. But the men will come. Don't stress about it. Live, travel, work, do all the things you want to do now because that time of your life will come. Your life is a journey. Mm-hmm. You're too smart for me. Period. Yeah. I haven't heard, we haven't had that one, and I love it. It's my <laughs> favorite so far. So thank you so much for coming on. Where can everyone find you? Plug whatever you want to. We're here. Ooh, la la. Mm-hmm. Let's plug. Um, well, thank you so much for having me here. Oh, of course. Way. It was a joy. It I've was been a having, joy. I'm having, a, I'm already inspired. Let's talk forever. Yes. But um, you can find me on TikTok and Instagram at No Ordinary Noir mm-hmm. Delicious. Or you can catch me on my podcast at the yes. Queen's Archives on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcast from. Love. And you can find me on the streets this summer looking sexy. Yes, at Dumbo House with at a Dumbo cocktail. House with a cocktail. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much. I appreciate sweetheart. it.